0: I love Britney.
1: In 2009, Britney Spears surprised fans at her circus tour concert by performing live You Oughta Know. The song was performed on six consecutive dates in September, including the Chicago stop that I attended. You Oughta Know was written and made famous by Canadian and Grammy winner Alanis Morissette. Now what does the general public know about the song, and why did Britney Spears perform it? (laughs) Bye. <laughs> Welcome back to The Original Doll. I'm your host, James Rodriguez. On The Original Doll, I unpackage music with the people who create it. And at the same time, we give back to charity. For more information, visit our website, theoriginaldoll.com. And while you're there, join my Patreon community. Thank you so much for all my Patreon supporters. You all rock. And as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio recording, ripping, stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you see anything leaked, please report it to the webmaster. And today's episode is an expanded episode honoring a Ale- Alanis assets you ought to know. Today, for a little snippet, we have a part of our interview with Simon Ellis, who was Britney Spears' music director for the Circus tour. Now, many people know I've had different interviews with Simon Ellis and so many great people. They say, can't we get them all in one? Well, to be honest, it would be several hours long. But more importantly, is each of these episodes are supposed to honor the creatives and their songs. This is about You Ought to Know, and we added in the Simon Ellis part to honor Alanis Morissette, Britney Spears, and Simon Ellis. So we're going to get right to this. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to follow and rate The Original Doll on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Now we're going to get right to the show. If you've heard the Alanis Morissette episode, you can fast forward towards the end of it. If not, go ahead and enjoy yourself. My name is James Rodriguez. This is The Original Doll Iconography. <laughs> In 1995, Alanis and Grammy-winning songwriter Glenn Ballard wrote You Oughta Know. Ballard was no stranger to the music industry. However, music fans might not have heard of him before. Some of his previous and successful and lucrative collaborations include Michael Jackson, the Pointer Sisters, Teddy Pendergrass, Paula Abdul, and Winston Phillips. So how did Alanis and Glenn meet? Let's rewind back to Canada in the 1980s. Alanis started writing songs when she was nine. Something that Alanis and Britney Spears have had in common is both started work on television at a young age. At 10, the Ottawa native landed a role on the children's show You Can't Do That on Television. At 10, Britney Spears was considered too young to be in the cast of The Mickey Mouse Club. She would have to wait a couple years for her Disney break. Using the money Morissette made during her time on the Canadian kids show, Alanis and local folk singer Lindsay Morgan, a friend of the family, created an independent label. Alanis would print 2,000 copies of her debut single, Fate Stay With Me. Less than five would be sold. And in 1987, Alanis would take home top prize at a local talent show. Now, talent shows are another shared experience for both Alanis and Britney. In 1991, Alanis released her big label debut album with MCA Canada called Alanis. She had signed a two-album contract with the label the Canadian co-wrote every track on the Dance Pop album. Her first top 20 hit, Too Hot, fueled the press to compare her to teen pop stars Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. To promote the album, Alanis would open for rapper Vanilla Ice on his major tour. In 1992, Alanis would release her next album, Now Is The Time, which relied more on ballads than the Slick Dance pop production featured heavily on her debut album. The first single from the album, Any Motion Away, was the most successful single released from the sophomore album, reaching number 24 on the Canadian singles chart. The media and critics considered it a failure. Both albums were only released domestically in Canada, with her debut album going platinum, with sales in excess over 100,000 copies. Her follow-up album would see less than half of that amount. After the album cycle and graduated from high school, Alanis left her hometown of Ottawa for Toronto at the recommendation of NCA Music Publishing. In a previous episode of The Original Dial, we talked about the importance of publishing. After failed collaborations with producers and songwriters, Alanis left for Los Angeles in the winter of 1994, and she would be introduced to her future Jagged Little Pill collaborator, Glenn Ballard. The production of the album went by fast, often, oftentimes, writing a song a day. One of the last songs written for the album was... You ought to know. Now, Alanis was worried about some of the subject matter. She asked Ballard for some feedback. He said, Is this how you feel? She said yes. Ballard then replied, Then don't change a damn thing. Jagged Little Pill was released in June of 1995 under the material girl Madonna's boutique label, Maverick. We all know that female artists are hit harder by the media and critics than their male counterparts. After Alanis released her third album, which, much like Janet Jackson's early career, many people did not know that she had two previous albums. Both Alanis and Janet had previous albums before their big breakthrough. As a matter of fact, some critics were asking why Alanis was embarrassed about her first two albums, and was there a reason that the albums were no longer in print? Now, my personal response to that is this. Why would a label keep in-print albums four years later, that were considered a flop. It doesn't make any sense. Now, critics also assumed Alanis was this angry woman persona, that she was made up by this Studios svengali Glenn Ballard. Another Canadian singer, Shania Twain, faced the same criticism. When Twain released her first albums, she did not go on tour, and she did not go that traditional route for promotion. Many thought her vocals and look were all made up by her ended up being husband and producer, Mutt Lang. In response to Alanis' critics, Glenn Ballard said, The idea that I did anything other than just empower what was already there ignores the fact that she is an enormously talented singer, a gifted lyricist, a powerful personality, and a very spiritual and strong person. The modern audiences know the impact of You Ought to Know in the music industry. However, at the time, trying to promote an album by a former child star from another country was proving to be difficult. When the label was drumming up excitement for the project, radio was not keen on adding another woman to their radio spins.
0: A lot of the radio's reception was, um, you know, we're already playing a female artist. We're already playing Sinead O'Connor. We're already playing Tori Amos. We can't play another female.
1: I talked with Chicago radio personality Dana Grisenio, who can be heard on She 100.3 Chicago, which happens to be the third largest radio market behind New York and Los Angeles.
0: I'm on air at WSHE. I do weekends and swing shifts, which are fill-ins. But I've been in radio in Chicago for the past 14 years um, and in radio in general for the last 20 years.
1: In a previous episode of The Original Dull, we deep dived into I Will Always Love You and we talked about country radio and the inability for women to get played on country radio. This is where radio programming comes into play. I was fortunate enough to talk to Dana about this. There's a lot of radio stations that it make it, it appears it makes it harder for women to be played on radio. In one of the episodes I talked about Saladgate, where this radio consultant told Country Radio, you know, Luke Bryan and the bro country, they're the lettuce. And the women are the tomatoes. And you want more lettuce in your salad than tomatoes. And I just thought it was bizarre, but he backed it up by data saying, women don't like to hear other women singing Mm -hmm. and and, and things like that. Were there even channels or stations 30 years ago, 25 years ago, that did this? Mm -hmm. Did these exist?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that... um... You're right on when you say that female artists definitely suffer from bad research in a lot of places. Um, But even when they're getting good research, if they have been sound coded just because it's been what the station has done or what the programmer knows or um, what they think is going to sound best, if they've decided that there's only going to be three female artists played per hour, and let's say two of those spots are going to power currents, then there can only be one female artist with a, a classic hit or an old hit per hour. And so when you think about what a huge difference that makes in terms of exposing even new audience members to these older songs that were beloved at one point, but now might be unknown by a younger generation, it makes a really huge difference.
1: Luckily, radio picked up the song and ran with it. Demand for Alanis' material was high. Alanis was receiving critical acclaim and being equally successful commercially. The album would go on to sell millions of units. You ought to know's parent album? It would sell over 16 million copies in its first year of release in the USA alone. Back to You Ought to Know. A question that has been around as long as the song has is, who is this song about? Who is the ex who inspired Alanis to write one of the best, quote-unquote, revenge songs of all time? Well, Alanis never really revealed the identity. Many speculated that it was her former boyfriend, Dave Coulier, best known as Uncle Joey from the TV series Full House. Morissette and Coulier started dating back in 1992. And here's the interesting part. Alanis was 18. Dave was 33. Coulier acknowledges that he broke up with Alanis and that the album was released after their parting of ways. So now you may ask yourself, why did Britney Spears choose this song? And we know she did it limited. This was only in a handful of select stops on the Circus Tour. I was able to talk to her musical director, Simon Ellis, about his work with her, on the Circus Tour and the Femme Fatale Tour. You can find that in other episodes. Just scroll through on Apple Podcast or Spotify. The thing with Britney Spears is her relationships have almost always gone public, whether because the other person made it public, whether she did, or whether the media or paparazzi caught them. But Britney Spears has had her fair share of of tumultuous relationships. When we look back at the music that inspired Britney Spears, and I was able to talk to so many songwriters and producers about this, Alanis Morissette's name came up several times. Alanis Morissette has been an inspiration for Britney Spears. You can hear her singing different songs throughout the years, even whether it was just on Instagram or social media or anything. And so I think this song fit that spot because Alanis, when this became a huge, phenomenal, phenomenon song. Myself and Britney Spears were teenagers going through the first loves, first breakups, and so on and so forth. There's often talk about what music impacted you, and many times people go back to music that was released during those high school years. This would have been one of those. And a few years back, Alanis Morissette was a guest on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, and she was asked what she thought about the Britney Spears cover of You Ought to Know.
0: Awesome. I love Britney.
1: I wanted to end the episode of The Original Doll. Don't forget, you can rate this episode. You can follow me on Instagram, the.original.doll, or go to the website, theoriginaldoll.com. When asked about the speculation of the person the song was written about and people taking, you know, credit for it or falsely taking credit for it, Alana said, quote unquote, I just think... If you're going to take credit for a song where I'm singing about somebody being a douche or an a-hole, you might not want to say, hey, that's me. Knowing that the song isn't exactly a love letter to an ex, why did Britney choose to sing this? And now here's your bonus track. We added on our interview with Simon Ellis specifically about the creation of you ought to know for Britney Spears, circus tour. What we try to do at the original doll is not minimize and try to throw every single thing about every single artist in one episode. It minimizes the success of these musicians, specifically these female musicians. This episode is all about honoring you ought to know. So here's the creation of you ought to know Britney Spears, circus tour version with music director, Simon Ellis, by the way, one of my favorite things that I've ever seen. One of my favorite. Let me see if I can grab her vinyl. One of my favorite albums ever. Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. Oh, man, extraordinary. record. So then, when Britney covers, you ought to know.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't. What a great vocal she did! It was a great version, honestly.
1: It was so good. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. When did in a situation like this? Because you ought to know was not opening night that was not on the set list that was another added in later yeah. sort of thing yeah did, did you have more than an afternoon to get no 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 same thing
2: yeah we had it that 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 day and but you know what i mean that's just britney keeping us on our toes you know we're paid we're, we're paid decent money you know if we can't turn a song around in an afternoon then you shouldn't be a musician in the first place so uh, it's just britney keeping us on our toes and, and britney is the Queen and she deserves everything that she 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 gets and, and um, we all, we everybody loves her and, and you just want things to be right for her you know and um, so when she calls somebody and says I want to do this song tonight then you make sure that it's going to happen you you make sure that it's going to happen and anybody that says no oh, no that can't possibly happen you're out you know next get somebody else in and that's and that's the way it should be when you get you know you hear about it all the time you get Prince Prince used to be on stage you do a be, do a five-hour set and he'd be calling out songs left right and center and you had to know the song you know it's, it's that's part of being a live musician that's part of the game that that's part of your world and if you're not up to it then you'll be quickly replaced so, so how
1: did, how did you feel then, especially with this? Cause you ought to know is such versus like, I'm scared Duffy. Yeah. You yeah. ought to know is a well-known global yeah. hit. Yeah. How did that feel? And, and some could say it's out of the genre of, of what Britney was releasing at the time, but sure. I always think it makes sense because there's always a storyteller in Britney's music. So how yeah. did that feel though? Knowing, okay, she picked this. And then the vocals on it, when she performed it live, yeah. the, Energy
2: that Incredible.
1: you you can
2: absolutely and you know she's singing that one hundred percent live. Mm-hmm. She, that, that that is her. That is her. That is her turning up, grabbing hold of a microphone, and singing it. And um, oh, full it. full marks to her for that, you know. But I mean, yeah, obviously, when you get the the the, the notice that you're going to be singing that song that night, I mean, like you say, that album is an extra That album is an extraordinary album, I, I, my I used to listen to that album all the time. So it's kind of like, yeah, fantastic, let's do it. And let's really, really rock it up and make it great, you know, make it sound awesome. Um, that's fun to do, that's really fun. Um, because, and also don't forget, like the rest of the show is, is always so set in stone and so choreographed that, that um, you're playing literally the same show every night. Um, in order you know um, so when that something like that gets dropped on you then it's like as a musician you're kind of rubbing your hand it's uh, that's you know, that's a great one <laughs>
1: Hopping out for a quick second. So what Simon said was important is a lot of times, and I've heard from, you know, background dancers or, you know, Britney's background vocalists too, where on tour, after a while, it might feel like it's going to get stale because you're performing the same songs over and over and over. So by adding a new song in there, it kind of punches up that energy, kind of shakes it up a little bit to keep it so that it's not... Um, the same old thing over and over and in different tours with different artists, you know, six months, nine months, a year, whatever it is, adding a song in or shifting things around helps keep it going and keep the mind active for that. So I wanted to talk about that. The other thing I wanted to talk about was um, something that I've mentioned before about Britney's admiration for other artists, Alanis Morissette included. So I'm going to hop in and revisit part of uh, our previous episode talking about that. (laughs) We mustn't forget that Britney Spears is one of the few superstar artists who always, always gives props to other artists and artists that have influenced her. You type in YouTube Britney Spears talking about Lady Gaga, Madonna, Janet Jackson, Whitney Houston, the list goes on and on. Britney Spears has always been a fan of other artists. So when she chooses a song, there's a reason behind it. When she chooses to sing a song without letting press or her fan sites know, that's a huge deal. Overall, the cover was received well by critics and fans alike. Fans were excited that they got to hear Britney Spears singing something that she'd never sang before. Thank you so much for joining me on this special episode honoring You Ought to Know with this bonus track of Simon Ellis talking about the creation of Britney Spears' Circus Tour version of You Ought to Know. Don't forget to follow, like, review. Tell your friends about this. My name is James Rodriguez. I'll see you on the flip side.